Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlisle. What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast, where it is my duty to explore all things related to living an optimized and fulfilling life. I personally am on the never-ending journey to improve myself and figured why not share my findings and my conversations with as many people as possible. This episode is brought to you by MyLifeEnchanted.com, which is where you can find all things related to the Life Enchanted movement. You can sign up for my email newsletter on there, read my blog, check out some apparel I designed, learn how to support me through Patreon, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Also, please consider leaving a rating and possibly a review of the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Your feedback helps other people discover the show and join the movement. All right, and we are live, babe. Thank you for joining me. Babe, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. So for those that don't know, we just got back from Hawaii. We took our kids there. We have a, a four-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. We went with my in-laws, Lindsay's parents, and then my parents as well, and then my brother and his kids and my sister and kids and their spouses. So it was quite the crew, but um, we were talking about it, and we've traveled quite a bit with, with our girls specifically airplane travel and in a non-boastful way we they've traveled a lot on the airplane they've gone to hawaii they've gone to mexico they've gone to alaska san diego and we've picked up quite a few uh tidbits along the way on how to travel efficiently and with as lowest amount of stress as possible with the kiddos um Everywhere from them being babies all the way till now with with four-year-olds and two and a half-year-olds So we figured that we would share some of the things that we've learned and that we tried to do because we are very strategic in our airplane travels now um, With you guys to hopefully make your airplane travel life easier. Sound good, babe? Sounds great. Let's start out then with baby airplane travel so Prepping for the airplane, let's just start with getting through security with babies. What's Wait, the move honey, there? let's first start with the diaper bag. I know diaper you don't bag. deal with the diaper bag, but that's right. I deal with the diaper bag. You do. And having as little amount as possible is key, but having everything you need. So, which is a difficult task. What is everything that you need? Well, obviously, you need, I mean, if we're talking, say, um, four months, maybe six months or earlier, we need bottles if they're not breastfeeding mm-hmm. or if it's supplemental. And um, you need diapers, wipes, change of clothes. Mm-hmm. And um, as a mom, I, I don't know what it is about airplane travel, but the kids always seem to have a blowout. So a big tip that I would recommend over and beyond the typical um diaper bag essentials Mm -hmm. would be to get cheap onesies put them on under all their clothes Mm -hmm. and then if they have a blowout uh, they'll typically just get the onesie and just toss it so you're not traveling around with poopy Uh, clothes yeah how much is a cheap onesie they come in a pack of you know six for maybe 10 bucks from target 
Okay, so they're super cheap. They're a few bucks. So you put you put the onesie on, the cheap onesie on, under their clothes their that clothes. they're wearing, just in case they have a blowout, because... Normally holds it in there a little most bit Most likely, yeah. yeah, it holds it in, and it only gets the onesie, and then you just chuck the onesie instead of having to put a poopy set of clothes in the diaper bag. Yes, and if it does get on the clothes, it's minimal. Mm. Um, and then also, as a mom, just pack an extra shirt because they tend to spit up. Mm -hmm. Or if the blowouts, I guess, really bad, then um, you might want to pack a a onesie shirt for yourself, too. Mm. And not wear white. (laughs) So prepping for the airplane, starting with the diaper bag, those are your two biggest suggestions. The cheap onesies that you put underneath that you just throw away in case of a blowout. Yep. Because blowouts typically happen at the the worst worst times. Yes. You should tell your listeners about the time that Gia pooped on you. You had no <laughs> idea and you were walking around with yes. a poopy shirt on. Yeah. So real quick, <laughs> the first time we went to Hawaii with Gia, my eldest, she was three and a half months old and we walked into the resort and it was beautiful. And then I was holding her. I think, I'm not sure if I had her strapped in. I think I did no, have her. you holding sh- her. Okay. Mm, I'm not sure. Regardless. I was walking around and I smelt something a little bit sour <laughs> and um, looked down at my shirt and there were some poop stains on my shirt and I was walking around the resort with poop stains on my shirt and didn't know it. Um, that was very unfortunate. We'll find evidence. <laughs> yeah, I'll post a picture of, of me in that shirt later. But okay, beyond that. Um, so let's talk getting through, or are there any more diaper bag essentials or hacks that people wouldn't typically think of? Those are the biggest for babies, okay. I would say. Oh, wait. And what about bottles for, for formula? Yes. So, um, the rules and regulations now you're not allowed to bring liquids on the airplane, but if you have a baby, you are allowed to bring water. So I always would pre-pack bottles without the formula. I would just have them filled with water just Mm. in case we were running late or what have you. And we didn't have to stop and get water before getting on the plane. So it just takes a little bit of extra time while getting through security because they do need to check each bottle individually. Mm -hmm. But they do allow you to bring as much water as you want on the airplane if you have young ones. Mm -hmm. Good. All right, let's talk about getting through security with the babies. What's the move there? So we found it most useful, especially just having one. Um, And if you're traveling with a partner or if you're traveling by yourself, um, just to check as much as possible underneath the plane. And airlines we've found don't charge you for the car seat or the stroller. Even a pack and play, I feel like we've gotten pretty lucky without paying. So check everything. And if you have one of those fancy strollers um, that cost a small fortune, make sure you buy the bag that it comes with. Mm -hmm. I know that's going to be another small fortune, but they tend to um, insure your stroller from breaking under the plane. Yeah. So it's kind of a small investment to, you know, give Mm -hmm. you peace of mind for your larger investment. And then, um, so checking everything. So then you just have your diaper bag and real the baby. quick on the check on the checking everything under. We also Southwest and other airplanes they provide you or you can buy from them these giant bags that yes. we have multiple of, and 
we stuff everything we possibly can into that giant bag. So like Southwest sells these giant blue bags that are like, I think they're like 10 bucks, but we put, we can fit a stroller in one. We can fit. Granted, a, these are our very small travel strollers. Yes, they are. But so, we can, we can fit, we can fit car a car seat, a stroller. We'll put like the floaties that the girls wear and life jackets in there. We can put, um, like any other sort of like uh, snorkel gear or like we, we stuff everything we possibly can into this bag because for all the the people checking the bags know, it's just a stroller. This is our stroller bag, but it is full of everything, car seat bag, whatever, everything that we could possibly get in there. Because it's a free bag. Because it's free, exactly. So <laughs> it take, we take weight away from our are suitcases because they have the 50 pound limit so anything that you can stuff in there stuff in there i highly suggest getting some of those those things are crucial yes those are nice to have for sure okay so check everything that you possibly can when you have a baby when you have a baby okay now let's talk going through security with the baby so going through security it um it's nice to wear them and you can actually wear them with either one of those moby wraps or those fabric type wraps or even the soft backpacks, not the hard backpacks that are hiking backpacks, but the, mm-hmm. I think we have the Ergo 360. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, gosh, there's so many out there now, but a backpack similar to that, you can wear them through the actual security machine. And then they'll just kind of check your hands um, because you're not going through the same machine as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it just makes your life so much easier to not have to hold anything while mm-hmm. dealing with. Yeah your newborn baby and then they tend to you know um behave really well because they're just snuggling up against mama or Mm -hmm. daddy yeah so we've both worn them through security Mm -hmm. especially when we had two um 15 months and younger so we both had one strapped to us those days um so that's probably the tip i'd have for a baby yeah it's nice to have your hands free when they're strapped to you you can still have all your hands free as opposed to holding them and having one hand and having to balance them and stuff like that so just strap them to you those ergo 360s are money the i never rocked the fabric wraps that'd be kind of funky but those are money as well um yeah and we did that probably until they were gosh maybe even a little over a year yeah we did if need be Mm -hmm. so and it depends and we'll kind of talk um it just depended on where we were going the time of day Mm -hmm. it was Mm-hmm. how long the flight was, how old our kids were, and if there were more than one. But it, it, it helped with chaos management as well. Like the kids weren't going to be running around. You weren't going to have to chase them. Getting through security is already hectic. So strap them to you, keep their arms and legs in there and free from being able to run around and grab things and just mob through security and then let them loose once you get to the, the gate. That's the move. Okay, let's talk about on the airplane with babies so um newborns are amazing to travel with um they just literally sleep the entire time and so poop on your shirt well and poop on your shirt but hopefully you'll get lucky and (laughs) (laughs) avoid that but that seemed to always happen for us um it was always a little bit of a blessing sitting towards the back of the plane it seemed to be a little bit louder with the kind of engine white noise and if Mm -hmm. anybody knows Nick and I, they know that we live in an older home that makes a bunch of noises. So we have been the biggest fans of white noise since day one. So our kids are conditioned to sleep in white noise. So the back of the plane is kind of a godsend for that. Mm -hmm. However, I will add in there that 
I get anxious to get off the flights. So it's kind of a trade-off. If you sit in the back, you definitely have more white noise, which lowers the probability of people talking, waking up your baby and stuff like that, or like the capping coming over the loudspeaker and waking up your baby. So it's nice sitting back there, but when the airplane lands, you're obviously last to get off. And sometimes if your baby's having a fit and you are very anxious to get off the flight, that eight and a half minutes or whatever it is to get off the plane waiting for the people in front of you seems like it's about an hour and a half, which sucks. So there is a trade-off there. Um, so just be aware of that. It's kind of obvious, but it is a fact. I did look it up online that it is much louder in the back of the plane. <laughs> the wife's always right, ladies the and gentlemen. The wife is always right. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing that would just be kind of above and beyond what you'd normally bring, again, you want to pack as little as possible, but I found when we had a newborn, we went to, um, we took her to Hawaii, but I just remember my arms killing me because she literally slept the whole time. It was amazing, but my arms were dying. So when round two came along, um, I brought a boppy pillow and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Game Boppy changer. pillow is like that. It's like three quarters like of a, a donut. Yes. So if you bring something similar like a pillow or a blanket that just kind of supports your supports elbows, supports your arms. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's like if you kind of fall asleep, the baby's secure. One thing that we did learn, because um, our kids sleep really well in those backpacks and wraps that we talked about, but when you actually get on the flight and they take off, you're not supposed to have them strapped to you mm -hmm. while you're flying. So it's like if they fall asleep on you in that, then they, you know, the flight attendant lady will come by, make them take you, make you take them out of it mm -hmm. and then hold them. So... Um, anyways, that was a game changer for me on those really long flights. If it was short, then it wasn't worth me yeah, bringing on that, that pillow. pillow. Cause it is pretty big, but mm -hmm. yeah, longer flights. What would you say? Like anywhere from two hours or more, maybe. Yeah. Three maybe would probably be my, yeah. So the five hour flight, it was definitely a lifesaver because literally they slept mm -hmm. pretty much the entire time at that age. Yep. Yep. So, um, on the flight. Got to make sure that you have something for the babies to suck on yes, to help their pop, ears. yeah, to help pop their ears. Cause as most of you guys have experienced the, the pressure changes in the cabin and your ears typically pop with increasing altitude. So giving them a chew toy, not like they're a dog, but there's all sorts of like necklaces and stuff, giving them a pacifier, um, anything that they can chew on and kind of grind those little gums on to help pop their ears is definitely a good call. Yep. Pacifiers, breastfeeding, bottle. Game yes. changer. Have them chew so on your nipple. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> They're babies, honey. They're not chewing. They are sucking. Um, but take off and landing. Yes, you'll definitely want to either give them their pacifier or feed them at those times. Yep. Anything else with babies that you can think of? No, those are the, I think, the big kind of unknown, well, not unknown, but kind of specialty things we did with our babies. Yeah. So let me summarize real quick. We're talking pre-filling your bottles with water before going through security. Buy cheap onesies and put them under everything. 
bring mama a sh- an extra shirt because she's going to get poop on her. Or daddy. Or in daddy. That case. <laughs> Check as much as you possibly can under the plane. Wear the baby through security, whether it's in a wrap or one of those fabric backpacks. Um, sit in the back of the plane if you want more white noise. Uh, bring some sucking devices or chewing devices for them for takeoff and landing. And if it's a for a long flight, bring a boppy pillow to support your arms. That it? Yep. Sweet. All right, let's move on to toddlers because now we are in the toddler stage. Okay, but wait a minute. Before the toddler stage, we have the kind of tweeny stage, I would say, right? When they start moving, that yeah. was game changer. Yeah, it was. So like eight months to maybe like 18 months we found was the hardest time to travel. Once no they fun. start. Really, when they start walking, it's just miserable. Because mm-hmm. you can't reason with them. You can't like say like, "Hey, we need to sit down for a little bit. We're gonna land." They don't. They and they don't watch you. TV yet. They're just like technology is amazing. They're little zombies that cannot listen to you. So let's first talk about that age because um, we kind of experienced this last year going to Hawaii, and um, our suggestion is do not travel. well we've also learned that um family vacations are actually family trips so we're going we know we're gonna work hard we're making memories and then our vacation will come later on when we leave our kids at home with Mm -hmm. mimi and papa or grandma and grandpa so differentiating differentiating between a trip and a vacation a trip is something that's most likely gonna require hard work preparation um, it's not going to be this relaxing, sun soaking up, reading, music, chilling, drinking vacation. It's going to be more hard work. It's more dedicated to the kids and making sure the kids are having fun, going up and making sure they're getting naps. But a vacation is a vacation. You get away from all that. You're with your <laughs> spouse. You get to just chill and do your thing. So I think that is an important differentiation. Yeah, have. it's a different mindset. And if you, you have to... Yeah, prime yourself so that you're not setting yourself up for failure. You're not frustrated on vacation that you're not getting or on the trip that you're not getting your vacation time. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. Which is something we definitely experienced being a little bit spoiled prior to having kiddos. So, Mm -hmm. Um, But what we did last year with that kind of mobile stage when they just started walking but were, um, you know, not old enough yet to really love television or Mm -hmm. technology or games is uh we actually paid to get drew a seat which mind you is definitely an investment Mm -hmm. um and if you're not willing to do that there's oftentimes an empty seat on the plane which we can talk about i don't know if you want to talk about yeah let's talk about that okay so you can buy a seat because under two let's clarify two and under they travel well, under two, they travel for free. Yeah, as a lap child. As a lap child. So, um, and we're big into the companion fare passes. So it's kind of, it's $99 yeah. to go to Hawaii with an extra seat. And for us, we found it was so worth it to bring their car seats on the airplane. Yes, like game changer. complete game changer. They napped mm-hmm. because it, you travel during their nap time and they sat still. And it was honestly probably one of the best flights we've ever had bringing their car seats so just to just to clarify here we bought both of them a seat and we put 
their car seats into those seats, which you have to make sure that your car seat is airline approved. There's like a little logo or icon or something like that. Um, and then you strap it in with the seat belt that's on the airplane. And then you actually strap your kids in like they are in the car. Um, yeah. And that was a game changer. Yeah. And we did find, um, we did do that once with, um, our infant car seat, but it didn't fit as well as our, um, conversion car seats did. Mm -hmm. So, um, just make sure that there's enough room for your car seat. Um, one of the bummers about bringing car seats though, is they're heavy. Mm -hmm. So, and carrying them up to the gate can be a big pain. We invested that year in getting, what do you call those? Car seat carts? Yeah, car seat carts. They're like these little cheap iron things with wheels that a car seat straps to. And it basically turns a car seat into a rolling suitcase. Which you can then strap your kids into through security, which is yeah amazing they're legit and so the kids I, think it's hilarious yeah, yeah check those out you basically you, you've probably seen people in the airport rolling their kids in a car seat through the terminal so that's what we're talking about okay so for people who can't afford the extra seat or that don't want to buy their kid an extra seat what is the move for them so what we've found and it depends on the airline um so you can check on the airline website i guess prior um maybe like the day before travel or something and see if the airline is actually completely full i think you can do that on alaska so we knew going into it if the seats were booked next to us or not the day before um however if you're flying southwest or something like that then you have no idea so i guess the move is to bring your car seat with you up to the gate and ask the front gate attendants if there are any open seats on your airline and try to get an extra seat and they'll let you know and they're normally pretty accommodating if you have a lap child to give you that extra seat so and if they have it awesome you just scored big time getting a free extra seat and if they don't they'll just check your car seat under the plane right then and there Mm -hmm. so So. you bring the car seat up there with you regardless hoping that they have an extra seat and if they do score if they don't they'll just check the car seat for you yes Mm -hmm. so it is a little bit of um more work bringing the car seat if you don't know but again check with the airline maybe the day before because normally with other airlines they'll let you know if it's full or not so it just kind of depends on who you're traveling with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what other things do we have for that tweener stage Gosh, bring as many little gizmos as yeah. possible. Yeah, Play-Doh was huge. And sn- well, and snacks. they're kind of starting to eat. Mm-hmm. So just finger foods, little snacks. Sugar is always great. Um, suckers mm-hmm. when they're that little, even for the ears yes. too. All all health conscientiousness, if that's even a word, goes out the, out the dang window. window. Get as much sugar and nasty stuff that you would never feed them um as you possibly can get as much as you can and just get a baggie full of it we get like one of those big gallon ziploc baggies full and just give them whatever they want because they think it's a treat if it's something that you don't typically give them it's going to distract them they're going to love it and that's the goal that's the goal is to keep them distracted as long as you possibly can on the flight yep amen to that (laughs) okay moving on to toddler yeah, so and another kind of hack 
that we've found. And again, it kind of depends on your season of life, how many kids you have. Um, but is bringing the stroller, not checking it under the plane and bringing it through security with you. Um, so I, we've done that where they're both in the stroller. We've done it where one's strapped to us, the other's in the stroller. Um, but just always having them strapped in somehow when mm -hmm. they're little and they don't really listen well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can, again, when you get to the, the gate, basically you can check your stroller under the plane there, mm -hmm. which if you have a nicer stroller and you don't have the bag, I have found they're more gentle on your stroller doing it that way than checking it under the plane. That's also a reason mm. we've done that before. Yeah. Um, but just knowing that you have the option to do that is mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. We should also, there's a, we have these two travel strollers. We have our bigger strollers, the upper babies. Then we have the, the Bob, the double Bob, like drug, uh, jogging stroller. And then we have, uh, these two travel strollers. Do you know the brand of those? I don't, but, um, they fold up so small that you can actually stick them in, um, the overhead compartment in the airplane. Yeah. They're so super legit. So if you just legit. look up strollers that you can pack in the overhead compartment, there's only a couple out there. Mm -hmm. And now having bigger kids, we tend to only travel with those. And again, we check them under the plane with the car seat mm -hmm. if we're not going to bring them up to the gate. Um, or we bring them up to the gate and they're really easy just to store with us and they don't even have to check them under the plane. So yeah. we've been traveling a lot more with those lately than our big ones, which makes life a little bit less crazy. Yeah, it does. Those travel strollers are a great investment. Highly suggest that. And yes, we are telling everybody you need three strollers. <laughs> I know, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll be gajillionaires if we can find a way to make... A three one, one stroller fit for every single need. Elon Musk, where you at? Um, okay. So now let's talk current stage. What we're doing currently with a four-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old to make plane travel easier on us. Well, let's just say um, this trip was the first time we went through security without having them strapped to us. Mm -hmm. But we also have to point out that we were two to one with them this time because uh, we flew with um, their grandma and grandpa. So if we didn't have them, we might have put them in the stroller and brought the stroller with us. Mm -hmm. um, but since we had extra help, we just decided to um, let them run, mm -hmm. essentially, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and then... For the plane, we brought candy. You guys would have been floored to see what yeah, Nick had me pick up at Target. Jolly it, Ranchers, I Starburst, was... <laughs> Sour Straws, Goldfish, uh, Cookies. Desperation um, at its finest. Pringles, uh, M&M's. Just anything and everything that they love. Mm -hmm. Those push pops or ring pops yeah, we found pops like money. last for hours. And then we also bring them... Um, you know, going to Hawaii, it's a little bit of a longer flight and they don't give you food anymore. So we pack sandwiches for them. Yeah, peanut butter the and jelly. Um, and then, of course, we have all the candy and whatnot. And our kids love, um, I mean, you need to do what's right for, you know, your kids. Every kid has kind of like their own routine, but having their like security blanket. Mm -hmm. their you know favorite animal but yes. really the biggest thing this time was we got them 
um, basically new tablets that they'd never mm. played with before that were yeah oh my goodness Those so awesome game changers we got them on amazon they're amazon fire we got the 10 inch tablets they they're super cool you can you can create your kids a profile which you can then monitor and limit and um basically restrict access to whatever you want you can set an amount of time they can access their profile or they can only spend x amount of time in these apps or whatever it is um and we loaded those things up with just like probably like 50 different apps everything from books to games to these disney junior episodes that are kind of interactive episodes that require them to like swipe and make things jump and stuff like that so those and their favorite movies yeah their favorite movies those were game changers and we got them in their favorite colors and then we got matching headphones so gia got a yellow tablet with yellow headphones drew got a pink tablet with pink headphones um which was pretty pretty awesome and also with the babies we call them babies the stuffed animals our kids have like a hundred and I think it's wise prior to traveling to really set this set the stage with your kids and say, you guys can choose one baby for this trip. We're going to Hawaii. We're going to San Diego, where, wherever it is, you can choose one baby. And then they choose that one baby. Like I'm going to choose, um, you know, whatever it is, her, her sea otter. Sea otter. Yeah. <laughs> she loves her sea otter. Drew shout out Drew's sea otter. Um, and that's kind of their one companion. So you 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 really and we do this for peace of mind because exactly. traveling's already really hectic. And they're not going to be crying like, "Well, I want doggy now," or "I want you know froggy now," or whatever it is. They got their one, and they're content with that one the entire trip. However, if you lose that easy. one, you're screwed. <laughs> go. So you're just gonna have to go to a store and we're not and speaking find a new... from experience. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, what else with with the older kids? So what we did this time, we really lucked out. Um, We did the same thing that we would kind of do with a younger kid, trying to get an extra seat. So on the way to Hawaii, we were able to get um, literally an entire row. So we had an extra seat in between um, all of our seats. So the girls could actually nap on the airplane because they could fully lay down which was literally heaven and then of course they spent the rest of the hours um, just in awe over these new tablets that they have so again you can go to the front desk try to change your tickets around and see if there's any open seats and we just got really lucky this time that there were Um, so that's just kind of a an extra hack uh, that we've I guess, been able to kind of come across mm-hmm. so to mm-hmm. make our lives a little bit easier. Yep. Yep. Anything else? Um, I think those are the big ones. And then just yeah. kind of having the mindset, you know, that this is a family trip, not mm-hmm. a vacation. So mm-hmm. we'll do that, you know, later on down the road. That's important. And just so you guys know, Gia came in here, our oldest mid podcast. Gia, can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps it up. Hopefully you found some tidbits in here that are helpful for you that will alleviate your traveling stress and help you become more efficient in the airplane travel world with babies and toddlers. Babe, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Later, guys. A special thanks to King's Kaleidoscope for the instrumental used on the intro and outro of this podcast. 
Also a big thanks to the good people at Capital Floats, which is Northern California's premier sensory deprivation and float tank facility. I am a frequent user there and the experience is transformative to say the least. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an exclusive deal of 40% off the normal price for a single float. Just go to capitalfloats.com and use the promo code LIFEENCHANTED with no spaces at checkout. If you're in Northern California, you definitely want to take advantage of this. Please remember that I am not a doctor, so definitely consult your physician before making any sudden diet, supplement, or lifestyle changes suggested in any of these episodes. If you're interested in connecting with me, you can send an email to nick, N-I-C-K, at mylifeenchanted.com, or you can find me on Instagram at mylifeenchanted. Peace.